Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo across now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. Got myself Pete and running solo, except for we got, uh, got a person on that's going to talk to us about the lovely Lucius and giving us some ideas of how to use him in his post-nerfed changeling world, I guess. <laughs> but we got James coming on, and uh, James, glad to have you on talking about this. Yeah, thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah, and I will say, this is probably one of the my favorite things that we've done recently on the show is we've had people just email or text or whatever, just say like, hey, I want to come on and talk about this keyword. And you contact me about Lucius because... I don't know. Apparently, you're having a ton of fun just making people's lives miserable. I, I don't know what you're doing with them. Lucius One, I think, uh, is a contender for probably one of the best crews at eating a super elite Alpha Strike crew, um, specifically in Nakima, just because that's a common crew that I play against. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think also in this, uh, you know, post, you know, Malifo Burns world. I feel like there is a lot of alpha kind of floating around where people are just hitting you hard with some of these beat sticks and it's good to hear some kind of counter tech to that. So I'm excited um, to pick your brain about it. But before we get into that, make sure that you guys are supporting the show. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, even got a discord channel that you can hop on. We are getting very close to giving away our first box of 500 subs on our YouTube channel. So if you want to be a part of that drawing, when we hit 500, Make sure that you are subscribed to that channel and you can win a title or crew box of your choice. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, definitely check us out on patreon.com slash ragequitwire where you can support us as a little as little as a dollar. There we go. I'll, I'll kind of give you my interpretation that I've seen of, of the uh, Lucius crew and we'll kind of see what, what your generalization of the keyword is. So yeah. I, I think if I was going to give my elevator pitch for it, It'd probably be something along the lines of definitely more scheme intensive, uh, kind of a lot of triggers and obeys and, you know, drawing cards and lots of out of activation shenanigans. And you just you better have some kind of tricksy plan, because if you try to go smash and face with a lot of people, it's it's not going to go well for you. I, I don't know what your general generalization of the keyword is, James. Yeah, so I think in the context of Neverborn, at least, uh, Lucius is really, really good at dropping schemes. Uh, he has a variety of ways to do it. He's the only access to false claim we have in the faction, which yeah. is really strong for things like detonate charges or even runic binding back in the day. And I think um, he really excels at fighting in melee. Uh, he has a lot of really good ranged attacks that are not guns, so and a ton of debuffs he can hand out as well. That make it super expensive basically to actually attack things. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting things with it. And it's kind of cool when you play against somebody and they play a a keyword differently like that. Uh, Like there was a McCabe player that I played against and they just came smash mouth, you know, punching me in the face. And I was like, whoa, I was expecting scheming. What are you doing? 
I know people used to like, especially in Neverborn, they used to bring the um, the Nephilims. Uh, I don't know if you ever brought the mature Nephilims with Lucius before. Oh, big time! <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was. Are you so? You're are you doing that anymore? You're like, nope, that's not effective anymore. Well, it always felt a little cheesy to me, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, now that you def now that you can't. I mean, you can take two, I guess, and get an extra attack out of both, but that's like 22 points on the list, like, so man. very expensive. Uh, Comet Finesse is really the only thing they have going for them defensively, so if they're against like guns, for example, that can be really bad, or I've had Black Blood be pretty bad for me in the past when yeah. people hit them when they're by my guys, so yeah, not as strong anyway. And we'll maybe talk about this more that we get in. So the Changelings... I wouldn't say they got nerfed. They just got changed a lot because they used to be able to copy Lucius's ability, right? Or his uh, action, I should say, to then have people basically do another out of activation action. But now they're kind of like this weird scheme model. I mean, have you tried out the new changeling? I have. Yeah, they're really cool. Um, they're definitely not what they used to be. They used to be yeah. a way to cheat two AP into a model, basically, um, mm -hmm. and minus two to the stat, which was awesome. There are a lot of good tacticals in the crew to copy. So like false claim you can do at a nine is pretty expensive, but sometimes it's a point. So now what they are is kind of a mobile hit and run point scoring combo piece. So I really like to bring a changeling with doppelganger. Uh, they're both disguised manipulative and Lucius one can obey them or command them to move out of activation. So they keep up the manipulative and then still yeah, and Changeling just rockets across the board, and he's, they can be really good at getting symbols or uh, just interacting on the other side of the board while hopefully the enemy is distracted by your giant bubble mess. Yeah, and, and they have kind of like a fair by your side, right? It's, uh, yeah. what, 12 inches instead of the board? <laughs> Which I mean, um, but 12 is inches is still a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's plenty for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're kind of using them more scheming now instead of obeying and, you know, getting people to do things. One momentous occasion I had with them recently was my opponent had, I think, Vendetta on his young Nephilim. So Doppelganger walked up, lured him with a tome to do two damage, and then the Changeling popped in there and uh, smacked him for three damage twice because he gets positives on negative uh, flips. So, Oh, cool. It can be a sneaky little extra damage that people don't necessarily expect because it's like a four-point model. <laughs> yeah, those are my favorite. I used to do that a lot with, uh, and I still do when I play them, but uh, the little last for Maw Tucket, oh, yeah. same thing, has like a pretty decent melee. So I, I think that's really creative when you're just, it. and I think that's more important with Lucius's crew that your actions have a purpose to get points because otherwise... I refer to it a lot as dirtling, kind of like in magic where you're just, you know, maybe tapping some stuff and you don't actually, you're not moving towards victory. And I think that's the dangerous part with Lucius's crews. You can do a lot, but is it going to get you anything? Yeah, absolutely. Everything needs a purpose. And when you're using a mastery P to make a oh, yeah. crappier model do something, then uh, that needs to be for a very specific reason. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Uh, just roughly, how many games do you have with uh, the Elite and Mimic? keyword roughly so i probably have about 30 games over gg2 or yeah gg1 and gg2 that's pretty good so decent number L lots of games 
Yeah, a lot of losses for probably the first like 20 games, honestly. Been there, man. Been there. It's a squishy crew, and when you don't know how to do it, uh, they die to everything. And uh, my meta in Michigan is pretty strong. So, <laughs> they yeah, where are, you play- where, where are you playing out of in Michigan? Yeah, I'm in Grand Rapids, so pretty much okay. the middle of the state. Um, so our tournaments can kind of pull people from all over the Midwest. We've had uh, Landon, the famous Landon. Uh, the, the, be- the beast of the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're, you're going to call the area, but <laughs> wherever Landon's out of, the beast of uh, that area. Yeah. Dude knows how to play, and he plays 10 Thunders, so he has a lot of cool tricks that I've seen him do. Oh, yeah. Well, cool. So let's kind of just – I don't know if we want to go through necessarily difference between one and two, but it sounds like you're more uh, playing one. Are you playing one more than two? Do you find roughly with Lucius? Um, I think, or is it a mix depending on the pool? It is very pool dependent, but I think Lucius one is a bit more distinct versus Lucius two in the faction. Um, Although at the same time, Lucius two is another ruthless model in a faction that has almost none. So yeah, it really does depend at this point. So so do your lists look similar, or are you bringing totally different lists when you bring one master versus the other? A lot of the core will stay the same, I would say, but uh, Lucius One is all about bubbling all in one group, so you need very specific models for that. Mm-hmm. Lucius Two, I think, is a lot more flexible um, because he's really jumping around the board and doing a lot of heavy lifting for you. So Maybe bring more independent models with the second the title. Yeah, so I like that doppelganger changeling kind of duo in that. Well, cool. So we'll kind of start off because I'm I'm just kind of curious to to see how you kind of play. Um, and we'll start with one because that was definitely the thing I think that that was like the bullet point that you sent me was like I have something to f the alpha, and I was like, cool. I like you know I like to you know surprise people and give them a, a especially you said Lucius. I was like, I got to hear what this is. So. <laughs> You're playing against aggressive player. This could be Nakima. This could be Von Schill too. Uh, somebody who wants to go in there and beat face. So what are you doing with Lucius 1 and the elite mimic keyword that is really kind of blunting that attack? Yeah, so it's kind of uh, two things, I would say. And partially uh, a huge boon to this style, I guess you would say, is the Grim keyword that came out. So... Um, specifically Hildegard has a really powerful ability called Entranced, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, friendly models within Aura 3, when an enemy attacks them, they cannot use focus. Or they can use focus, but they don't get positives to yeah. put Aura to the damage. So basically it doesn't do anything. Yeah, so why would they, right? Exactly. So with Lucius 1, he has three countenance. All the most of the elites have intimidating authority, so you can discard a card to put them on a negative, which doesn't really matter uh, unless uh, focus can't be used. So this really uh, makes the crew almost unhittable unless you are a soul user or have uh, positives built in. Okay, so that's one thing I can definitely see that because they come in, and we all know the trick kind of by now, where it's like if you're an alpha player, you're going to have two focus on the model that you're sending in. So that kind of takes care of that problem. Is there any other anything else you have that would kind of really make it hard for a beater like that to come into your crew? So there are a couple auras as well, but the other kind of big feature, I think, and this is more of the mimic half because it is a dual keyword, is disguised. So yeah. you can't charge me. Um, <laughs> uh, people you can charge, you're probably not going to hit. So 
that's kind of the other half of the package, I would say. Okay, yeah, there. If if people haven't played against a lot of Lucius, yeah, it's just those models can't be targeted by charge actions. So I imagine you probably have them towards the front. Yep. Um, you you also have manipulative models. You have serene continents. So it's basically a lot of. It seems like you're making them waste more actions just to do the basic thing they want to do. Yeah, exactly. I imagine then with Lucius and his crew, let's say you have a beater in there. They're starting to try and get into you. Now you you blunt the alpha attack, but what are you doing to either disengage or are you trying to make them slow and put as many you know penalties on them for coming in? Like, what are you doing once you have that model in your crew? Yeah, so I would I would say all of the above. Um, okay. So the auras that are really strong in the crew are on the scribe is betrayal. So yeah. your opponent has to cheat uh, or has to discard to cheat, which basically means. Most most of the time, they're going to be able to cheat three times, and uh, yeah, and then be left with nothing. <laughs> yeah. And top decking, you know, is uh, it's a uh, it can be brutal. You can have turns where you just don't do anything. Um, on top of that, Alan Reed has boring conversation, so every single thing you have to do is a ten willpower duel, and you can't cheat that. I mean, you can, but <laughs> it's tough. Good luck. Um, <laughs> So what is your what what is your core? So you said you have a core kind of for both one and two. What is the core that you like bringing with with these crews? So for Lucius one, I really like Alan Reed. Um, he has diversion, which is, which is amazing because I love Alan Reed. Oh yeah, I just never saw a spot for him, so I like that you're bringing him. Yeah, he's been the linchpin since I started playing Lucius. Diversion awesome. is really strong, as uh, you by fellows know. And slow on a ranged attack is really good, and he just draws a card for activating i don't love agent 46 but um yeah he has have ruthless and he has uh analyzed weakness which it, it's there when you need it right yeah he's very he's very techy um he doesn't beat face nearly as hard as he used to yeah so i basically never mimic with him okay so you got alan reed i think you said that you're usually bringing a changeling right Yep, I'll bring a changeling. They can remove terrain markers for me now also, so that can yeah. be really strong. Um, so then the next, I guess, would be the Grim model. So Klaus is is a fabulous model. So Klaus, when he activates, your opponent has to discard a card, and that can't be shut down by anything. It's uh, just <laughs> It just happens. So, um, I mean, just with that, I mean, I'll let you continue here in a second, but really taxing the crap out of the crews coming into you Absolutely. and then just making it painful to do things, which I think this, because the two models that you have mentioned now are out of the new starter box coming out. Yep. So that seems like a definitely a, a great addition to what you've been doing. Yeah, definitely. So what else are you doing with Klaus besides being a pain in the ass and discarding stuff? <laughs> so he has sharp wood on his attack. Um, Love sharp Oh, it's great. Um, and there's a tome trigger that he can pulse shielded, so you can even hit your own guys um, and use the scribe to clear the slow. And then that's good too. Pulse shielded on people, so that's a little extra tankiness for the crew. His bonus is really good. Basically, it's six against willpower. I pick a suit. Um, you can discard a card of the suit or take three damage straight up. And there's a trigger to drop a ski marker on top of that. So. 
If I know that you're playing Nikima and you want to shove aside really bad, I'm going to say Mask, and you're either going to dump a low mask or a high mask, or you just take three damage. So it's all good to me. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the episode coming out before this one, James, we we did um, did Perdita, and it's like, oh man, you'd be like Rams, you're not getting any crit strikes, or you're taking three damage. So it's kind of like pick your poison there. Absolutely. Um, so he also has a gun or a magic attack that gives staggered, which is really good for the rest of the crew, and we'll talk about that later. The other thing he has is Infiltrator, which uh, is just a weird ability. He basically treats himself as a friendly to enemies, so that means, I think it means, that you can't blast off of him, you can't hole in the world him. There's a lot of weird things you can't do to him. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of abilities out there people don't know that say, you know, blah, 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 enemy only, blah, 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 target enemy only, yep. uh, or even abilities that say, you know, enemy does this. So, yeah, he, he apparently, they're like, oh, cool, this is just a dandy that's showing up on the battlefield. Wait, he's weird, and now we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he's supposed to be. He has, like, I don't know. It, it, what is it? What is his face? It, it, <laughs> it's kind of like this creepy slender man almost, like, look to it. I don't know. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> oh, Cla creepy Klaus, and he's a henchman, so you can stone for any of that stuff that you want to do or any of the benefits you would normally do, so that's awesome. Yeah, yep. And he's only eight stones? He's only seems eight kinda, stones. Seems kind of good. He's really good. And he's a man also also, size. Uh, which is important because that means that Lucius can issue command to him. I guess he does have one last thing that doesn't come up that often, but it's information exchange, so it's a tactical. He can discard a card and then grab a card out of the discard with the same suit so he can drop a one of whatever and pick up a 13 or whatever not depending hey on i'm a fan that. of that <laughs> so that's not something i do all the time but uh when you really need something to hit that's really good yeah and i think there's just times where i know especially you get towards the end of the turn and you're like i have this important leap or i have this important you know target number i gotta hit and if you're sitting there with a one in your hand i mean that that's money right there oh yeah Cool. Well, any other like auto brings or anything else where you like this has been really good with the crew? So Hildegard, I kind of already talked about. Yeah. Uh, basically, just her aura is the reason you bring her. Um, she has a couple okay things to do, but the aura is really why you bring her. The guild lawyers are really great. Any guild lawyer or guild. Oh hell yeah! Tools for the job is fantastic. Um, they draw you cards. They give you shields. Uh, and they do a base. Not really too much to talk about that I think other people haven't. Yeah, heard. yeah. And they put out, I mean, impassioned defense is always good. Yeah, it's just, I, I always liked, I always usually brought two guild lawyers when I brought them um, just because they're, they're only six stones, but they do a lot of work for your crew. Yeah. Um, and they have an interesting combo with Hildegard that basically never comes up, but it does matter in like specifically the Nakima matchup. So, Sweet Song, her tactical, has a trigger that says, until the end phase, after this model reduces the value of its shield condition, enemy models within one suffer damage. So, And there's no kind of limit on that. So mm -hmm. if you have five shields on Hildegard and she goes and punches a mature or something, that mature is going to take five damage and your shields will go away. <laughs> so That's awful. That is a very cheeky thing. Obviously, you can just burst your own guys for five, but uh, in the right situation, maybe it'll happen one day. So looking at Lucius 1, you have this cool tech, and I definitely like what you're bringing with it. So 
what pools are you bringing Lucius One into? So when you're looking at a Stratton scheme pool, I mean, what are the ones you like with Lucius One and this kind of list that you design? Yeah, so detonate charges is pretty much an auto brain. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, the crew's coming, the enemy's coming to you. So um, and you're going to be dropping tons of schemes. Uh, your investigator also benefits from them, uh, and you have false claims. So it's pretty much a, a free scheme for you. Yeah. Things like catch and release can be really good with Doppelganger. Uh, she can lure people in. Are you looking at, so I imagine with kind of the list we're building here, are you looking at more of like a break the line and maybe corrupted ley lines look with this crew? Like, is that is that what they're designed for, you think? Ley lines, they don't have any laugh off in Neverborn. Um, so I don't, yeah. I don't love them for that. But they are very efficient at moving around. So it's something I definitely want to try out. I think they're actually pretty good in turf war because that's because they're very tough and uh, you can score a lot of points basically on your half of the board and then you know slowly inching towards the middle. Uh, and yeah, break the line I think is an obvious one too. Although it's a little tougher now that the changelings can't give you two AP, so you can't yeah. walk someone and then interact with them. I definitely can see break the line because you have the doppelganger who's pretty good for that. Uh, even Lucius, he has his, what, entourage ability. So you could just do a walk, move people out of engagements or in engagements, and then set up to do your um, pseudo-obey, what is it, uh, something command? Issue command, yeah. Issue command. And so you could issue, so you could move people, issue command, move this, the uh, strap, you know, across the line. So definitely, there's so many tricks with this keyword. It's just, it it's fun to play, but... You really need your reps with this crew. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that ability, Entourage, um, there are times where you'll just walk him three times on turn one and shift your entire crew six inches, and now everything is in terrain and it is, can't be shot, or um, you can push it into a building and now half of your attack surface is basically cut off from even like flight models. So I really love abilities like that. Uh, I do... I, I do a lot of that with either Mar or Zip. I tend to do that kind of tactic with where you set up and your opponent counters it by being like, okay, I'm going to go engage here. Mm -hmm. And I love the crews where you can just totally be like, nope, I'm going to move actually over here, like <laughs> your entire crew. Uh, so I, I like having abilities like that where it's just like, okay, well, now you're going to have to adjust you know, to what I'm doing. So definitely good there. What changes with the title with Lucius 2? And for people that don't know, I mean, obviously Lucius 2 has a uh, secret passage so he can move around all nimbly bimbly. Yep. But what, what is he doing as opposed to the issuing command and moving and out of activation stuff? What What is this version doing? Uh, so he is a ruthless master. He's dishonorable too, <laughs> yep. apparently. He's just better at combat straight up. So Fancy Kane is really cool, but... Uh, it's stat five and does two through four. Yeah. Uh, this guy is ruthless, and with his fancy scheme marker he drops, you can get built-in triggers as well. And with uh, with the one trigger, he ignores demise and hard to kill. Super good. Which uh, is not something that Neverborn can do otherwise, really. Yeah, I was going to say, I played Neverborn a little bit, and... That was definitely something that was always annoying when you went into resers or stuff that had all this demise and crap. So it's cool that you have a tech piece now where you can just bring that in and help clean that up. 
Yeah, it's a big difference, and you can get anywhere on the board. So I played against like Jacked Off, for example. He'll teleport twice. Uh, he can pulse staggered for free on secret passage with the trigger, and then yep. uh, after that, he gets a positive to the damage flip. So that means he's almost always on straights or positives. And I, I also didn't even see that he has a crit strike. I didn't even notice that, but that's super good. Yep, and uh, he can guarantee one of the rams. So you can stone or cheat a card, and then you're four, five, six, or four, five, seven. And honestly, especially if they have uh, staggered, you get a positive. I mean, you you can hit that seven not reliably, but pretty frequently more than you know usual. Yeah, and there's enough card cycling that it's not super unusual to see that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So he's kind of sneaking around and just ganking people. Stats are super solid. He's a six and seven willpower and defense. Yep, uh, and you have to discard to attack him, or you're on a negative. Flexible morality, like explorers, I think have some of that. And yeah, I think so. A superiority complex means that if you have a condition like staggered or any of the other ones, his crew hands out, he takes one less, which is basically an armor you can't ignore. I don't know. Does irreducible get around that any? Yeah, I would. All right. So, are is there any models you're bringing with this Lucius that you don't bring with uh, the first version? So I actually like Agent Forty Six a little better with him. So because um, you can copy the claw. So you can't mimic leaders. That is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that's the only restriction on them, really. But they're both ruthless. So. Oh uh, yeah, uh, right. Against like risers and stuff. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so if, if you're if you know you're getting terror or if they have manipulative, these are two good models that you're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely bringing these two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in the title, it's worth saying his bonus is you have your orders, so slightly different, but it's still a 12 inch, just like Lucius one, uh, and they get to move two and take a general or melee action. So that can you can move two out of engagement and score a point, or uh, you can move Agent 46 into engagement and punch with them. So, yeah, and I, there's a lot of schemes and strats. I mean, that that would be really good on um, a lot of the ones that you already mentioned for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just more shenanigans. Just and I definitely see. I, I've noticed that a lot of people are bringing this this Lucius out of keyword. They're actually bringing him as a second master. I've noticed too. Oh, I mean, uh, he's very self reliant. I would say um, the bonus basically goes away, but. You get planning ahead even if you're not a leader. And just dropping a scheme within 12, I mean, that's like sp spread them out. You can score yeah. a second point on research mission really easily with that. So when you don't need those suits, you can basically just uh, start scoring points with it. Yeah. And I, man, I, I definitely there's so many cool things, not just for, you know, Neverborn, but Lucius being in Guild, like I, I, I kind of settled with Outcast while I'm taking a break from Bayou. Yeah. But man, I was really close to trying out Guild just because of models like Lucius and Lady J and all this other stuff. So really cool to see Guild and Neverborn getting some love with this model. Yeah, for sure. And uh, don't tell anybody, but I've been trying out Nelly a lot lately. Uh, the old Nelly. <laughs> so the the original or the uh, title? The title actually. Um, Nice. She's really, really cool. She gives people conditions unresisted, potentially. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of that not resisted stuff going around with these titles. I know at uh, Captain Con, I was playing Brewmaster 2 and all the poison and stuff going out. They're like, I'm glad this is happening. You know, nothing I can control or do. It's just happening. Yep. Definitely some good 
powerful stuff out there. What are you, so what pools are you looking at with uh, Lucius 2? So Lucius 2 is actually somewhat competitive in like symbols because he himself can go grab him and the doppelganger changeling combo is really good at getting across the map pretty fast. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Expect, so that's a good combo with them. He can be, he's good in turf, obviously, when uh, turfying is going to be a thing. And he's okay at break too, but probably not my favorite for him. So it seems like the only strat that you're kind of still figuring out is ley lines just because of, uh, I don't know, I guess the movement that you need going from, you know, pylon to pylon, essentially. Yeah, and a lot of that comes down to the maps. I play a lot on Vassal, and if you don't I have a hold straight it against line... You. It's, you know. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't have a straight line, none of these models ignore terrain or anything like that, so uh, it can be pretty rough on the wrong map, for sure. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, if you see a lot of severe terrain, you might kind of look at maybe more models that are in, in Corporal or just ignore terrain in general. That makes sense. Yeah, like Dorian Crow is great for that. Um, he can give you a little extra marker removal too, which is nice. Cool. Well, have you been able to uh, to play either version of Lucius? Have you played that a lot in any uh, local tournaments or any other tournaments that you've gone to? Yeah, well, uh, I'm kind of in the unique position in my area, at least, where I'm always the organizer of the tournament. So, uh, <laughs> I'm right there. I'm right there with you, James. <laughs> I'm always the ringer, so... Uh, I played Lucius a few times. Uh, I'm able to play him under under the tournament timer, which seems kind of crazy. In retrospect, it took a long time though, <laughs> so yeah, it's not super easy. Um, so speaking it towards his competitiveness is harder to say from a tournament perspective, just because I haven't been able to actually uh, run him in a tournament. <laughs> yeah, I think anytime you you can make your opponent's actions less effective. I think that's going to be a pretty competitive master. So it seems like, especially with some of these newer models in starter, you've kind of done a really good job of making it where, yeah, you're going to do stuff, but it's going to be at a penalty or a cost extra that you weren't planning on, or you're going to be down in action, or you might be distracted or can't cheat or, you know, there's a lot of things that you said you were doing with this crew. So I definitely think there's playability. Um, yeah, it's, it's always interesting to take your theory and then test it kind of like in a hyper-competitive area. Because, man, I tell you, some of those sharks, they still throw some stuff at you. And you're like, what was that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. just happened? That's a, that's life in the, the Malifaux World Series for me because I've been playing in that. And uh, it's a real dice roll. Uh, not to, you know, shit on anybody, but sometimes it's a completely new player who's played like three games of Malifaux. Yeah, uh, I've also played against like Lettuce Lot and uh, <laughs> a couple of the like people who were in the top eight last year. So, uh, and I didn't know their names last year, so that was a pretty big surprise. Yeah, when right. Rufflestone playing that, but yeah, it's it's really cool. And uh, I mean, I like Vassal just because I get to play against factions I don't see in my area and uh, against people in other countries. So. Yeah, is there any uh, in your area? Is there a faction or or anything else that's like you see more? Like I know in some areas there's a lot of Neverborn players or a lot of Resers. Do you have anything like that in your area? So I would say mostly we have like Neverborn and Resers players, but then mm, after yeah. that we're pretty spread out. Okay. We don't have any guilds, uh, and somebody switching to Outcasts. 
anybody that's listening to this, outcasts are in a super good spot right now. <laughs> um, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Um, and I'm having a blast with it because there's some really cool things that they got out of this whole shtick. Yeah, well, uh, specifically from Outcast, we can talk about Terra 2, right? So <laughs> strategy is going to be pretty rough uh, against this Lucius crew specifically uh, because yeah. 33 is an enforcer. So if you can't get a positive to hit, uh, so that, and he's either at a negative or someone's disguised. So yeah, and a rough time. we're definitely doing an episode like that where we're talking about, okay, here's some things you can do to combat some of these nasty combos. Mm-hmm. And definitely one of the ones for Terra, one or two, but Terra 2 specifically with that gross combo Mm-hmm. Is definitely things like disguise, which you're like, hey, I got a lot of that. Yep. Um, not being able to use, you know, your positives. Great. Yep. Um, manipulative and, you know, serene continence. That's great, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's not a great situation for like Agent 33 to come in and just steal a model. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So definitely some cool tech for that. And yeah, like you said, I think I think you gave me an example. What was it? You said. Something you were playing against, I think, Nakima, and it was like a low-scoring game that you just grinded out or something? Yeah, I, I did a recording of it, but it ended up being 2-1, and uh, he lost Nakima in a mature with Ancient Pact, and I lost the lawyer and the scribe. So. That doesn't seem like a fair exchange on the <laughs> Nakima player's part. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where's the damage coming from with this crew? So where do you find, like when you need some damage in there to go through what, what models are really kind of getting that in there for you? Obviously Lucius too, if you bring him. Yep. So it's a lot of chip damage. I would say there's a lot of mm-hmm. spiky damage tracks uh, and it's not too hard to get focused because you can issue commands, but there's yeah. a lot of one, three, four ranged attacks. And then there's a decent number of ways you can just chunk someone for three damage uh, if they don't discard a card. So yeah. Rental Trauma Trigger and uh, and Klaus both can do that. So you um, just kind of grind them down. Yep, and Lucius 1 also has Hidden Sniper, which isn't always that good, but it can be a 4, 5, 6 gun. It has its spots, right? So an Injured really is a multiplier, force multiplier with this crew because you can just put in so many attacks. Yeah, I've, I've been playing Hamlin, and that was one of the things that I really like about I'm still unpacking it, but one of the things that I really love about him is his melee ability. Hmm. It cracks you, but it also puts injured for how much blight you have. Oh yeah. So on a lot of models, that just brings you down to like one. Yeah. I don't think you can go to zero on your stat, but I don't think so. But yeah. yeah, but still going down to one, it's like pretty good. You know, Nix is going to eat you at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, definitely injured is great if you can put that out. Man, you have like so. Th- let me get this straight. Okay, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> Looking at all these conditions that you're putting out, you can put out slow, you can put out distracted, you can put out staggered, yep. you can put out, what else did we see on there? Can you put out stunned? Can't do stunned. I guess that's okay. the one I can't do. <laughs> um, let's see here. I think those were the main three out of all the models we looked at. But man, those are some nasty ones though. Slow, You, I think while we were looking at it, I think I saw at least two or three models that put out slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels bad. <laughs> yeah, you have two models that can hit with it on melee, and then uh, Alan Reed does it at range with coordinated attack triggers. <laughs> yeah, this this crew, and now that I think I since the starter box is getting released, I think this month, mm-hmm. I 
I haven't envisioned Lucius with those additions, but now that we went through them, it really does add a lot, I think a lot more playability to what this crew does, mm -hmm. just because before, in my opinion, before, yeah, you did a lot of stuff and you're drawing cards and you got some actions, but you could still get punched in the face and die. Yeah. Um, those two models that we mentioned with Klaus and whatever the girl's name is, um, Hildegard, 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 yeah. Hildegard, they seem to make it even harder to come in and actually do work. Well, cool. So any other tips or tricks that you found with this crew that have been really cool to see kind of on the table? So I guess just real quick, investigators have an ability where if a scheme corpse or scrap is dropped within four of them, they can push another model within three, three away from that marker unresisted. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have false claim, so you can push two models. Uh, and with Lucius 2, you can drop a scheme marker in the start phase to push somebody out of combat uh, unresisted. And all your models are just, half your models are disguised. So that seems really good also with uh, Break the Line, because if they're sitting there guarding the marker, you can just do that, push them back, and then interact with it. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty uh, cool. And they are, they have an attack, the willpower attack, that makes the opponent discard a card. And if you're near a scheme marker, then I get to draw a card. So they're either going to lose and you get a card and they discard, or they can cheat and then they're down a card. So <laughs> that's more heat attack for you. Looking at all the cool things that this crew does, what is probably something that they actually struggle with um, is there a type of crew or type of attacks where you've been like, man, I went up against this and it was really rough for the Mimic and Elite crew? Yeah, so armor is pretty rough. We have analyzed weakness and that's about it. Um, I have a couple no witnesses triggers on melee, which isn't the best, but otherwise yeah. uh, we don't have a ton of huge damage tracks. We mostly depend on either Lucius 2 or Obeys to get a little extra damage out there. Kind of at that point when you see like a Hoffman list, you're probably like, well, I don't think I'm killing much, so let's pick schemes that are not killing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you can do that pretty good too. Yeah. So. Okay, so armor can be a little rough. Um, what about, uh, how does Lucius deal with ranged attacks or maybe even just willpower range attacks? Like, how does that in impact the crew? Because I know Neverborn has traditionally struggled against range. Yeah, we're not the best at it. So the Grim models get cover when they're within three of another model. So that's kind of nice, I guess. Uh, but yeah, guns and especially blasts are really good against this crew, especially my kind of bubble version because all those models need to be right next to each other or there's no point. Uh, yeah, so. maybe in that situation, you try to bring uh, Lucius 2 and try to mm -hmm. secret passage and, you know, gank those gunners from behind or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's something. Plus, you do have stealth, right, with the uh, with the little changelings, and you still have manipulative and some stuff out there. So mm -hmm. maybe a little more playability than your traditional just never born getting gunned down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, positive attacks are also really good because that just gets around all my stuff. So yeah. Like Fuhatsu, he's not as great as he was, but he can still pump out six damage uh, pretty reliably. So that'll kill a lot of my models. Yeah, and there are a few of your models where it seems like they can get one-shotted or two-shotted pretty easy. 
Yeah, uh, and honestly, if you want to know the way to beat this list, uh, you got to kill Hildegard first. She gives out the no focus aura and the scribe. He makes scribe's kind of hard to kill though. He is. Uh, he has fade away and four. Yeah, fade away is rough. So you got to do six, but uh, if you can do six, you'll kill him. Yeah, or you can. Uh, I think his fade away is for what willpower and defense. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that attacks his size or move, you can get around it that way. Yep, I've definitely had that happen too. What about, uh, I imagine something that could hurt this crew. Um, I don't know if you've come across it, but do you have problems with like shockwaves or blasts? Have that been a pain for you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't see a ton of people running big shockwave lists. Yeah. I'm really afraid of the day when Euripides 1 is going to come back and haunt me because... Uh, he can put on a lot of shockwaves. And... I'm a fan of the whiz bang, so... Um, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think shockwaves can be cute. Like, I've been playing a lot of Von Schill, mm-hmm. and I know when I see a defensive kind of heavy tech list like that, yep. um, especially Von Schill too, because he can put out the one that does, like, plus damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you throw out, like, a shockwave with Lazarus or with Eric, and it, it just it can get especially at the end of the turn when you can't cheat as much. Oh, yeah. It can get pretty gnarly. Yeah. Okay, well, that's really cool. So besides looking at Lucius, which I appreciate you sharing, do you have a good master or two that you would bring to an event that kind of goes well with, uh, not necessarily in the same list, but I mean, if you notice it's not a a good Lucius pool or a good Lucius board, do you have another master you like bringing because they complement the ones that Lucius isn't good at? Uh, yeah, I kind of have two, so I'm kind of debating which one I would say. Um, I mean, you can give us both. I mean, we're just <laughs> we're just bullshit at this point. Yeah, sure. So my two other masters are Dreamer. I really like both versions. Um, okay. First one's really good at the tar pit. He's probably one of the best at it. Uh, oh yeah, just putting it in C is madness and stitch together and all this other BS out there. Madness is, I think, my favorite model in the game. It's it's a tough model. It's really good. Uh, unresisted move is is gross so yeah people don't like it and you can bury them to distract people um with no range basically so yeah and i've actually so kind of explain how you looking at dreamer 2 because i know you can sculpt kind of like a gross hand yeah and then what do you just kind of unload with lord chompy bits and kill something or i I don't know what you're doing with that sick hand that the second one can sculpt yeah so that is I guess the part that I'm still unlocking. Uh, putting, okay. Finding where to put those high cards can be tough. Chompy loves them. Serena Bowman even likes high cards. I don't love Teddy just because he gets shot off the board a lot. <laughs> I like Teddy better in Pandora. Yeah, I can see that. Um, really what I like Dreamer 2 more than anything is the fact that he buries and pops out anywhere on the board. So. Uh, for like break the line, he can go pop across the board, interact twice, and flip a marker twice. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad, I hear. Yeah, and uh, if you're smart about it and you bury him when you don't have any more friendly models, he's off the board for the rest of the round. So things like assassinate can be a bit tricky depending on when you try to do it. Yeah, any of those masters that can scoot like that, like Terra is kind of the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So Terra one, but yeah, any model where they can just bury and end up somewhere else gets pretty ridiculous to try. You you see a master like that, and you're just like, unless you can attack buried models, you're just like, I I'm not even worried about this. Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> uh, the other kind of cheeky thing that he can do is he can push models and bury them into enemy models until they activate. Oh, um, that's kind of cool. Which sounds like something like, why would you ever want to do that? Um, <laughs> but Serena Bowman, so she has Demise Eternal. So if somebody like Ma comes in and tries to murder Serena and pops her Demise, um, you can bury her into Ma, and now nobody else can hit her until the next turn when she has Demise again. And then she'll be able to do it again, yeah. Uh, so I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you may say fun. It sounds frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the second master that you said you liked a lot? So I really like Euripides. I've been playing him since he came out, basically. Back in the dark days before we had the Damned, <laughs> he he kind of struggled back then. Um, yeah. but he's gotten a lot of models now. The Boltungan and the Cult Geist are really cool now. And the Damned is kind of just a monster. We don't have any leap in the faction, really, other than if you count Zoraida, maybe. But those those are buying models. Well, and I like I like the Damned in, in Euripides a lot, because Euripides tends to to gather a lot of attention. Yeah. So it seems like that would be a good magnet. And then, you know, the, uh, the dam can just hop around and just go get points. Yeah. And that's what he does. Uh, he can range stagger people that are chasing after him. Um, yep. and leap is just really good for points in general. Um, and sometimes, uh, if he has a focus, he can melee someone for like six or seven damage. Pretty, yeah. pretty, yeah. He, he's no, he, he usually can out, he can usually kill whatever is the opponent's scheme runner. There's not a lot of scheme runners that can go toe-to-toe with the damned. Yeah, and do you like most... I don't know which ones you've played, but do you like Euripides 1, or do you like the... the uh, What's the new title? I don't even know the name for Euripides 2. Old One-Eye. Uh, Old One-Eye. Reference to Odin? Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Nordic rune thing. So I really like both, but I think it's a tough case to say that Euripides 1 is as good as Euripides 2. Euripides 2 has uh, Frozen Vigor, so he can heal off of Ice Pillars, which is absolutely massive when you have an ability like Old Ways where you're pinging yourself all the time. Yeah. So the old with the original, Euripides would almost never get hit by anything because he can teleport around but he would basically almost kill himself every game because he would always so much. And <laughs> uh, you're not going to stone one damage, and there's no healing in the crew, so uh, unless you bring, like, Serena, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking to Dixon because Chris actually is kind of floating into Neverborn, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to stay there because he's already found some things he likes better than he did in Arcanist. Okay. But uh, Dixon gave him a list that had candy in it, so candy has her goodie basket you know and she also can uh, i don't know what you you can push her like across the board so pretty much she's in your deployment or your enemy's face like super early so it has kind of a couple different modes you can take candy i mean candy honestly is good in every crew uh yeah with the on your heels trigger on her ranged uh stun she can pop across the board you always want to do it at the end of the first turn, but then at the start of round two, you have to discard a card and get stunned if you're in full. Yeah, and it was funny because Chris was like, oh, you have to discard a card or gain stun. I'm like, I think it's both. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it should be that way, but it is that way. It's so good. It's like this little girl makes your life miserable. Yeah, uh, the one thing that I found that's great against Candy is, the, is Yuko. So if you have a bajillion pass tokens, then... 
uh, her aura goes away after she activates and she's no longer manipulative. So she just goes down to anything. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're pretty much just stoning at that point. Yeah. Neverborn is a faction that I've played and I, I love. So it's really cool to hear some of these things that that you're doing with them and some of the masters that you're using to complement Lucius. So if you were, and you, since you run tournaments, you probably do this a lot like I do, but what is kind of your selling point for for not just Lucius, but Neverborn in general? Like if somebody's looking to get into Neverborn, what, what would you kind of do to get them more interested in it? What would you say to them? Oh, uh, well, I guess I have kind of a jokey answer first. So Ancient Pacts, uh, for people who have bad luck, is a thing. So if True. you are always getting black jokers on your masters or whatever, which one of my friends uh, does pretty much every game, even with intuition, it always happens to him. So uh, that's pretty big. Um, if you hate, <laughs> if you hate the feel bads with that black joker, yeah, man. Uh, I think the only time, let's hear. I used to bring that when I played Dreamer because I didn't want to mess up the summon. Yeah, and I think I put it. I might have put it on Pandora too, but. Yeah, there's just if your master has like super important stuff, just staple that right to the card. Yeah, <laughs> my more serious answer, I guess, would be Neverborn does a lot of really cool stuff that I think other factions don't do. Uh, we don't necessarily have tech for things, so we don't have out of keyword options really. All of our crews are really synergistic uh, to a fault, where yeah. Um, you're really encouraged to stay in keyword to a big degree on most of the crews. You can get away with it. But most of the time, uh, sticking in keyword is the best. So that's definitely one of the things I like the best. Most of the crews are very mobile, so they can get across the board easily. Uh, and they can ignore terrain if you're doing the right ones. Uh, we, I guess generally, we hit hard and take damage fast. So... Uh, <laughs> We're kind of glass. They, they are definitely the stereotypical glass cannon in a lot of situations. Yeah, we have like Titania, I guess, as the tanky one. But other than that, we don't have a lot of stuff like armor. We have some incorporeal, I guess, so that's nice. But uh, yeah, and our attacks are usually good stats too. So we have a lot of stat six attacks instead of stat fives. Uh, like yeah, I said, it tends before, to be a little like spiky is a good, I think, way to describe them too. Like. There, there's sometimes where you get hit by a Neverborn something, and you're just like, how am I taking like six or seven damage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What is your favorite out of keyword, not not even out of keyword, but maybe versatile? I know there's some, um, I know I I was always a fan of Hinamatsu. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a specific, like your go-to out of keyword. Some people like the Stitch Dolls. Or wicked dolls. Um, I don't know what mm -hmm. if you have a preference for versatile models. So Hinamatsu is kind of an easy one. Uh, to yeah, put right. Out there, she has a positive on her attacks. She's moved six and rush eight, so she can get yeah. anywhere she wants to, and she has armor too, so she can really hurt. And she has armor piercing and onslaught on her attack as well. So yeah, and if you disengage from her, doesn't she get like an attack or something? Yeah, she's wicked, so she can choose to just hit you instead of uh, reducing your push. I oh, love Hinamatsu. She's one of my favorite models. So yeah, against like, things like Bushwhackers, uh, I love Hinamatsu. Oh, oh. <laughs> Easy now. We don't have to hate on the bayou. I mean, that seems like a little like you have some pain behind Bushwhackers <laughs> hurting you or something. Yeah, I mean, placing anywhere on the board and shooting me, I don't appreciate. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> but to be fair, I, I kind of rushed her right into a mock crew, and then uh, Sparks just commanded her to kill herself on a pit marker, so that's also a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because she is a construct. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, it was it was a huge misplay. <laughs> <laughs> I might have made a mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Oh, that's cool, man. So, um, anything else you want to share? Anything you want to plug? I don't. I don't know if you got any events coming up in Michigan that you guys are running. Yeah, so we actually just uh, decided on a tour date. May seventh is going to be our next one at uh, the Gamers Wharf here in Grand Rapids. Uh, probably going to be 12 to 16 people we're still kind of building the meta after the pandemic really uh, took a hit 12 to 16 so. building huh man i'd love to be at that <laughs> i'm just trying i'm struggling to get people to come to the store i'm like i'm tired of playing chris come play the game yeah and we have trouble uh getting stores to stock the stuff too so we're pretty much all online so that was kind of a big pain yeah i don't know about i don't know about y'all but um our local stores the distributors they go through have a tough time with weird product so that's kind of their issue with it yep and you know to be honest weird has a pretty big skew line so i kind of understand that to a degree definitely appreciate you coming on that's a lot of I, I feel like out of all the stuff coming out, that uh, Lucius probably has been overlooked a little bit besides the title. So it's definitely cool to hear somebody who's got it and they're doing some cool things with it. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing that, James. Yeah, absolutely. I always uh, glad to spread the good news of Neverborn. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you, you answered the call. Like I told people <laughs> on uh, previous episodes, I think this is one of the cooler things we've done where uh, people are coming on and just sharing what they like. And that's the thing. It doesn't even need to be OP and broken. Like we did just talk about Perdita, which is pretty OP and broken. <laughs> but um, I like talking about stuff that people are just passionate about. And it's like, you know, this might not be the best, but here's why it's cool and why you might want to play it, which I think is the better part of what we're doing with this uh, series we're doing with these keywords. Yeah, and I'm totally that guy who likes to be the unique snowflake guy. So I play the keywords that people don't like, and I, I like to prove people wrong if I can uh, and beat them with what they say is bad. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing, right? Because there is like a dark horse aspect to a lot of these keywords where mm-hmm. you hear about the hotness and you're like, oh, I gotta look out for Hoffman or I gotta look out for Nikema. And then all of a sudden you're declaring and somebody's like, Lucius. <laughs> I mean, are they going to bring the whole crew? I thought Lucius too was okay, but I thought the rest of the crew is garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just surprise them. And that's, that's always the fun bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Make sure that uh, until next time, if you want to uh, come on and do this whole spiel, all you need to do is you can either, you know, contact me on the discord. You can do it through Twitter, Instagram, or if you want to actually send an email Uh, You can contact us that way at rage.quit.wire at gmail.com. Love to have people on. Love talking about these keywords. But flip cards, flip tables, and we will see you all next time.